Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to another exciting broadcast of Text Talk, where we pick up with the Apostle Paul amidst trial and controversy in Acts chapter 25. Edwin, what's our reading for today? Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 25, beginning at verse 13. We're going to go all the way to verse 22. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Now, when some days had passed, Agrippa, the king, and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix, and when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accuser stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus, who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, you will hear him. What do world leaders talk about or governing officials talk about when they get together? Um, You know, Festus is an interesting person here as now he is appealing to someone at least a bit more local and uh, having far more dealings with the Jews. Hey, what about this fellow Paul and what about this situation? Um, It seems to me we're still feeling out for some type of charge to send with Paul to Caesar. I mean, how do things get so far? How's this guy saying, I need to go stand before Caesar to hear me out when we're not even sure what he did wrong? Well, it's a tough place to be a governing official in the Roman Empire. Uh, You're constantly having to balance keeping the people who you're governing, even though you're kind of a dictator to some degree, even in these small little outposts. But if you upset them, then they rebel and they Mm -hmm. cause problems. And when they cause problems, especially if it impacts getting your tax money Mm. back to Caesar, then Caesar gets mad. Mm -hmm. And so how do you keep Caesar happy? Well, you keep Caesar happy by keeping your people happy. But at the same time, if Caesar finds out that you've been uh, violating his rules, then you're going to get in trouble. I mean, nobody really wants to be in this backwater kingdom of the Jews. And so they're hoping to get promoted along to some better assignment. And if it gets back to the Caesar that they're causing problems or violating the rules or mistreating Roman citizens, uh, then they're going to be in trouble. And so that's what we find here. There's the fear that if these Jews rebel again, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get exiled or worse, executed. Right. But if I send this guy along and I have no charges and he comes before Caesar and Caesar's like, why are you here? And well, because Festus sent me. Well, why did Festus send you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, but that's kind of what he's been saying. I did nothing wrong to the Jews. I did nothing wrong against Rome. What if he goes and says that to Caesar? What does that make Festus look like? Inept, ridiculous. Which means no promotion and maybe even exile, maybe even execution, maybe even just summarily 
dismissed. Yeah, and so they're in this, they're, I mean, I don't want to act like this is just a terrible position. These guys are terrible people. And so you get in terrible positions when you're terrible people. Yeah. But what a hard situation they're in here. And so Festus, Felix, all of these guys are walking that tightrope of trying to keep the Jews happy. And so they've been hanging on to Paul, but now Paul has pushed him. Yeah, and so you've got this situation where um, Festus seems to be admitting he's done nothing wrong. Right? I can't figure out what he's doing wrong, but he's picked up on this, that there was a man, Jesus, who a bunch of people say is dead, but Paul says he's alive. So maybe it has something to do with Jesus. <laughs> but there's nothing about that argument that is against the law. You Any can, law, right? You you guys go argue about whether or not that fellow's alive. Yeah. Stay out of my courtroom. Yeah. The thing that just keeps coming back to me, and I know we hit on this every week because it comes up, we've got the false accusations, but the accusations are false. Festus knows Paul wasn't doing anything against the law. Festus right. knows Paul wasn't doing anything that warrants him being here. I, one of the other people in the Bible that this reminds me of, I think about Daniel. Okay. In Daniel chapter 6, mm-hmm. when the satraps and the viziers are jealous and envious. Vizier, it's a great word. I don't think it's a biblical word, but that's the kind of the role, the counselors, the viziers. Listen, I listen to text talk, so I learn. So, <laughs> and now we all have learned. So these satraps, these counselors, <laughs> these viziers, these, these folks who are alongside, they're upset at Daniel because he's taking precedence over them. Mm-hmm. And so they want to get him removed. They start searching for, for ways that they can get him removed from his office. So they start looking for violations where right. he's breaking laws and breaking right. commands and they can't find it. So then they start trying to look for things that he's just overlooking, things that he's not getting done properly. They can't find any of that. So finally they come around to there's there's only one way we're going to be able to get this Daniel guy. Mm-hmm. And that's if we can make up a law that asks him to disobey God, yeah. his God. Yeah. He won't ever do that. If we can get a law made up that asks him to disobey his God, we'll get him. And so of course they did. They got the the uh, the king the emperor to make it illegal to pray to anybody but him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this is Darius. Get Darius to, to set up a law that says it's it's illegal to pray to anybody except to him. Uh, Darius, I guess, was just oblivious to what was going on and didn't even think about it with one of his favorite counselors that he would never do that. So he sets up the law, yeah. and then they make, you know, they swing yeah. their trap, and Daniel's you stuck. Know, but, one, one of the neat things about that we learn about Daniel is he is in this habit of uh, going out, you know, the windows open and bowing and praying three times a day. And and the text says when he knew the law had been signed. He did it anyway. He went out and prayed again. And so he did not change his devotion to God at all when uh, by the stroke of a pen, it went from being legal to illegal just like that. He was still going to pray to God and serve God. And so Paul is pointing out, I have done nothing wrong. Festus knows he has done nothing wrong. This is something that I think we need to recognize as we submit to our government. We've already spent one episode this week talking about our our responsibilities to the earthly citizenship that we have. And this recognition of I don't violate the laws. Unless unless I'm I'm being commanded by man's law to disobey God's law, then I obey God rather than man. That's what we saw with Daniel. But we see this this idea of Paul, they, they couldn't bring real accusations against him. Yeah, and so what an incredible testament to the integrity of a Daniel, 
of a Paul, that, that they are known and recognized even by their enemies as being so true to God. The only way that we're going to uh, get them, uh, you know, well, yeah, get them, uh, is on their religion, is yeah. on their conviction. We want you to make it illegal to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. That's what we really want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you can do because that's all. If, if, you, know, that's, if you could make it illegal to teach that aloud, yeah. th- then they'd have him. I, I'm noticing that you're turned to Peter there. You might be thinking the same way I am. Uh, what, what, what do you got there? Well, just, again, the, the reminder of, of the attitude of God's people is that uh, we are to, as, as much as possible, uphold and respect the citizenship, the rules of, of law, uh, so that only in these extreme instances, you know, like a, like a Daniel and a Darius-type edict, um, would, we, would we find ourselves being on, I guess, the wrong side of government, which God has ordained. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, the Christians are taught, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. A lot of the same ideas here in First Peter that we read uh, an episode or two ago in Romans chapter 13. But understanding that God has an ideal with government placed there to uh, praise those who do good and to punish the evildoers. But the liberty that we have in Christ, the liberty that we have uh, in a society as Christians, we're not to use that to try to be involved in evil things and going against the laws, uh, but to be in doing good. And by that consistent activity of doing good, put to shame those who accuse us of evil. Yeah, I was actually thinking of the paragraph before that one where he says in 1 Peter 2 and verse 11, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Uh, verse 12, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So here's the idea that we are sojourners and exiles. This... Mm-hmm. The other day, when we were talking about Paul's responsibilities, one of the other things I had thought we might get into in that episode was his use of his Roman rights and how he was a Christian first and a Roman second. We, right. we ended up not really getting to that too much, but I'm thinking about it again right now because what what Peter's pointing out is, okay, yeah, we're Romans. We submit to our governing authority. That's for them. Right. You and I are Americans, of course. Right, right. Uh, we submit to the governing authority, but but really— we are sojourners and exiles. Right. First and foremost, we are Jesus' kingdom citizens. That's first and foremost. And in, in this, while because of legal, biological, civil laws, we have some rights in this country that we live, first and foremost, what we appeal to is our heavenly citizenship as as sojourners and exiles in this land. And so we live honorably among them. We treat everyone honorably, which means we don't break laws. That's right. We don't rebel. We don't protest. We don't riot. 
hey, when, when you are out of your home country and you've gone abroad, you've gone to France or you've gone to Israel or you've gone to Tanzania, you are an ambassador of your country. You are representing your land and your people in this foreign place. And we need to understand that, that we are citizens of Christ's kingdom and we are representing our king right here, right now. And so behave. <laughs> well, I come back to the point we've made multiple times this week that Jesus' plan was never for us to take on the kingdoms of this world in any kind of political or social way, but to take them on by spreading the gospel, by living right, mm -hmm. by living right, by being personally just, yeah. by treating with justice. And of course, Christians have messed that up a lot. And I know in some of the discussions we're talking about today surrounding racism, there is a sad, sad history, even among Christians in our nation, of not living justly at a personal level, not just at a social systemic level, but at a personal level. But our responsibility is to get that personally right and then pass the gospel along to others. The more people who personally start living right because they've surrendered to the gospel, that's going to take care of the social. The problem is most people don't want to surrender to the gospel. And we've got to make sure if I'm surrendering to the gospel, I'm really surrendering to the gospel and the king of the gospel. Jesus, we find oh, – I'm sorry. You I go ahead. Just, well, I was just going to say Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And the Apostle Paul is a fantastic example for us to study on of someone who is able to be faithful to Christ the King first as he exercised rights and privileges in an earthly citizenship. And may we do the same. I know that's something to pray about, but we'd love to hear from you. What are you reading and learning in the scriptures? Email us, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And Evan, why don't you lead us in prayer? God in heaven, thank you very much for the opportunity we have to open your word to see the example of your servant Paul as he was living under an unjust government, a government that was not living according to its ideal. We've talked about that multiple times this week, and it's so impressive to see his patience, his perseverance, the fact that he does not uh, rebel or pursue insurrection or riot or protest. Uh, he doesn't do any of those things. What, what, Lord, he keeps preaching the gospel. Help us as your children today to live honorably among the Gentiles, to live in such a way that they cannot make any legal accusations against us, with this one exception. If we are ever commanded by our government to disobey you, may we stand up, may we live for you, and may we take whatever punishment our country, our fellow man will bring against us for obeying you. God, help us. I know that what we're talking about here from the Bible is not what is generally accepted in our, social, in our society, in our culture, and even among many Christians as they're following along with our society's way of dealing with these problems. Help us, God, to be an example, to live honorably, to have personal justice, to shine the light on how to behave even when people are mistreating us. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
Welcome to Text Talk. We're looking at... <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> that, that was. I don't know if that was your fault or my fault, but you know, I point at you because you're supposed to talk. I know. No, you psyched me out. Okay. Welcome to Text Talk. Sorry. I write notes like you're writing hot mess. <laughs> hot mess recording. Okay. Welcome to Text Talk. We're glad that you've joined in for this conversation from Acts chapter 25. Going through the uh, 25th chapter there of the book of Acts <laughs> this week. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Yes, we are. This is this is a week on the twenty fifth chapter, so we're going through Acts twenty five this week. This week, all right. Welcome to Text Talk. Okay. <laughs> you do this every day. You, you should it. be able to pull this off. I know. You're it. not even talking about bunkers and bowels. All right. We're going to get there, though. All right. 